Good morning. I trust everybody can hear me. It sounds like I'm on. Oh, yes, I'm definitely on here. Okay. So, um, I thought maybe a good place to start this morning would be with a, something that I recently came across uh, that, that ties into what we're going to be talking about this morning. Um, there was this older couple uh, who are having trouble with their memories. Uh, that's not a cheap shot. That's not a slam. Um, so they had, they had trouble remembering some things. So they decided that they, uh, to kind of help themselves out, they would write down for one another different things that they would want, you know, just to kind of help them with their memories. So uh, one day, um, the wife turns to the husband and says, hey, I'm going out to the kitchen. Can I get you something? And, you know, I have to say, you know, doing this message today and with Thanksgiving just being by, and I thought, boy, it sure would be great to talk about food for just somehow, some way into this message. So I'm grateful for this story because the Lord made a way where there was no way that just tie the two together. Well, anyway, so going on, um, the lady, the wife asked the husband, um, can I get you something? I'm going to go out to the kitchen. He says, yes, you can get me a large sundae, chocolate ice cream, whipped cream, cherry on top. So she makes her way uh, out to the kitchen there. And the, uh, the husband says, hey, aren't you going to write that down? She says, no, I'm on my way out to the kitchen. I'm going to do it. So some time passes by. And she comes back in. And she sets before him a large plate with hash browns, eggs, bacon, and a glass of orange juice. And the husband promptly scolds her and says, Hey, I thought I told you to write this down. And he, he says then, You forgot the toast. <laughs> uh, well, needless to say, I'm going to be talking about remembering. So, Let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this day that you have made. We thank you that you are good. You're so good to us, Lord. We thank you for who you are, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, that we can trust in you with all our hearts and not lean into our own understanding. Lord, thank you for all that you do, the things that we're aware of, the things we're not aware of, the blessings you give us. Lord, I just ask now that as I speak, I surrender to you. I give you these words because they're your words. And I pray, Lord, that they would hear you and see you and not me. And I thank you that you're faithful to do that. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
So I have entitled this message today, We Will Remember the Lord Our God. And our text this morning is found in Psalms 20, starting at verse 7 and verse 8 there. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. So in talking about remembering, I have to tell you that this verse has special significance for me because this verse and the song that there has, a worship song that has been based on this is one of the very first worship songs that I heard when I very first came down here. And uh, you know the tune, some trust in chariots and some in horses. And uh, I have not forgotten that through the years. And one of the reasons why I remember it, it was not only for the words of the song, but what the Lord did for me. And at that moment, when I heard that song, he spoke to my heart. And growing up in a Lutheran church and not even thinking about the Lord, the Lord speaks to you and hearing his voice, when he put these thoughts into my head, I realized this is the Lord. This is not me conjuring up something. This is the Lord getting my attention. So this, this verse is very special to me, this set of verses here. And so this morning, and looking at this set of verses, there's something that I want you to see. And, I put, and so I want to start out by, by saying, uh, why is it important to remember? And there are some obvious reasons, but in this verse here, if you were to look at... Um, some of the different translations. Here in, the, in the, uh, the King James, it says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember. The NASB says, some boast in chariots and some boast. And then it says, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. But my point is this, that when they use, and the NIV does the same thing there, they use trust with trust in that verse there when it says trust in chariots and trust in the Lord. But if you look at the Hebrew, it is trust in chariots and, rem- and remember. The word means it's, it's translated to remember. It's not trust. So, but the point is this, is that the Lord is equating remembering with trusting. I think that's a huge statement. The Lord is equating remembering with trusting. It's not just something, you need to do this, or it's something nice to do. No, this is what he says. Remembering is trusting. And so... The definition for remembering is to mark in such a way as to be recognized. It also means to meditate upon 
and to pay attention to. And the word trust, now this really, when I looked at the word trust, it means to flee to, to flee to for refuge, to confide in, to make to hope. Now, just think about those words for a minute. To confide in. If you're trusting in something, you're all in. You're, you're putting everything on the line. You're, you're all there. They're, you're not holding back. So when he says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And then he says, they collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. So one of the, so the other thing that I want to say here in terms of the remembering and the trusting is there is a value that we place on the thing we're going to trust in. Whether we think about it or not, good or bad, if you're trusting whatever it is, you're placing a value on that for the purposing, I'm going to remember this. I'm going to hold this close to me. I'm not going to let this go. I'm going to remember this. I'm not going to forget. There is a value placed on that. So think then, if the Lord is saying, some trust in chariots and some in horses, look at the value that he's saying, trust in me. Look at the value in me. Look at who I am. He is... It's one thing if I say that, but that's another thing if the Lord of the universe says that, that you can bank on me. That is a great faith builder, folks. That should stir your heart up. I know it does mine. You know, I, I have to be honest with you. When I was preparing for this message, I looked through a lot of different things saw a lot of great truths and I could have got up here this morning and passed them on to you and said, here, these are good. And they are good. And then as I went on, and it was, it was starting to make my head swim because there is a lot of stuff that the Lord says about remembering. And I'm going to get to that in just a minute. And then, and then this. What's in my heart? I stand before you because what I want to give to you, what the Lord poured into me, I want to pour out to you. I, did, I don't want to pour out what, some, what the Lord poured into somebody else's heart. You need to see what the Lord put in me because that's what he wants to do in you. And you know, a person can tell uh, when you're genuine and when you're not. Am I right? If you're a salesman and you're just pushing a product, where's the heart? I'm not here this day to push a product. I'm here to exalt the Lord and to tell you in the working on this message what he did in me and if he did this in me, this is what he wants to do in you and it's about remembering and it's not just about, oh, that's a nice thing to do or that's just one more thing to do. No, remembering is part of an important part of the process and it begins by remembering the Lord, by putting him number one. Numero uno, not me, him, above all else, all the time, every day. And if you have to speak that to yourself, then do it, because there's power in that. 
What's the first commandment? Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's not, that's not him standing over you with lightning bolts. That's, 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 I want you to love me back because I'm loving you first. And I'm going to demonstrate that. And you know, with the children of Israel, it was him bringing them out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery, into the promised land. And lest I forget, there are parallels between Israel's journey and our journey today. How many of you know that? And so before we get too hard on the children of Israelites, we need to say, hey, they're our fellow brothers and we can learn from what they, what they learned. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw nigh, draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. This, what I'm talking about today and remembering is not just for, somebody, for, for people who are in their years. I know, I'm, I'm, I, heard, I heard that, Ralph. This is, is something for everybody. This is for the youngsters, this is for the teenagers, this is for the, the young at heart, and those who are still believing they are young at heart. There, I said it that way. Remember also your creator when? In the days of your youth. Why? Because somewhere I recollect it says in Proverbs, and this is a blessing of this, Train up a child in the way he should go. And what, what's going to happen later on? What does it say in that passage? They will not depart from it. That is a tremendous statement. And so that brings me to this. And... I do not mean this to be a heavy, so I'm, I'm, I'm phrasing it this way carefully. The importance of Revelation. There are two churches in the book of Revelation. One is Ephesus and the other is Sardis. And uh, the Lord uh, commends them on some things that they did right and he points out some things that they did wrong. But in these two churches the very first thing that he points out as the antidote, if you will, is to remember. Remember. Remember from whence you have fallen. Repent and do the first works. Remember. Call to mind. And so in talking about remembering... I also have to talk about that forgetting is a very real danger. I could stand up here this morning before you and I could just read scriptures from Deuteronomy alone about what the Lord says about forgetting. That's just Deuteronomy. I'm not talking about judges. I'm not talking about in Joshua. But there are, and this is just one, 
Only take care and keep your soul diligent, lest you forget that your eyes have seen. And um, if you think I'm kidding, this is just one page that I wrote down. I got scriber's cramp. So what I did on the paper that you, the outline that you have, I gave you just three in the category there of forgetting. And I gave you just three where he talks about remembering. But it's the idea, you know, you talk about being repetitive. The Lord has no, pro- he has no problem here repeating himself. And I think it's for very good reason. He is making a point. And so, let me just say that the word for repent means to mislay. Anybody anybody mislay their car keys a time or two? Anybody ever pray and say, Lord, where are they? (laughs) Yeah, the Lord is good. Yes, yes. So, to, to mislay... And I already shared with you the, the, the word for remember. But that the fact is that this is a very real danger that the Lord is communicating this over and over and over again. And if uh, you can even look in a concordance and you can see all the other references there. There are a lot. And this... So... In the remembering... What is the purpose to the remembering there? It's to trust. It's to keep him first. It's to exalt him for who he is. And so, I wrote down I, I like this. I took a, I took a page out of um, Steve's playbook here. I like, I like the creativity that the Lord does with each one of us as elders in bringing a message. His own flavoring, if you will, but yet it's still the Lord. And so I like the worship song that we're going to be singing in a little while. We will remember. And the reason why I like that is it incorporates and speaks to the the issue of remembering. Remembering who he is. Remembering that from him all blessings flow. Just think about that for a minute. If the Lord didn't give you blessings, what kind of things would you have? We'd be like, We'd be like hoarders trying to fend for ourselves, taking up whatever kind of little scrap that we we could find. And for what? To survive? No. So the purpose, the purpose in the remembering is to remember the Lord who wants you, who loves you, first of all, who loves you, who is a jealous God. And I think we've heard a message or two about that. Who makes you his 
prized possession, which he also says in the book of Deuteronomy, a people set apart unto him. And who says, I want you to remember, remember me, remember what I'm telling you, because I want you to be able to go into the land. I want you to possess it. I want you to multiply. I want you to have dominion. Boy, that sure sounds an awful lot like some messages we heard here recently. So again, there's a correlation there. And I don't believe it's by accident that the Lord's saying today, remember, remember me. You can confide in me. You can trust and when you do that, look what's going to happen here. I'm going to cause you to multiply. I'm going to cause you to go in and possess that land. I'm going to cause you to be fruitful. The Lord wants to strengthen our bonds of love with Him. And He wants to deepen our roots in him. But there's one other aspect that I want to put out here right now before I forget that's equally important. This is good and this is true. But for you out there, young and old alike, if I don't take specific steps to take the time to share with you, to pass on to you what I have personally seen the Lord do and help you to do those very same things, guess what? At the end of the book of Joshua, there's a very sad statement that was made. It broke my heart to read that. There arose a generation who did not know the Lord. Oh, the pain. Can you imagine the pain that must have brought to the Lord? There arose a generation. <sighs> May it not be said of us. May it not be said of us. As an elder, as a father, as a mentor, as a friend, that I will not put you in a position to set you up to fail. I am committed to you young people, as are the rest of the elders, as we are to this body. <clears throat> what are we to remember? Remember the Lord who was great and awesome. That's what Moses said. Moses said that in Deuteronomy 4, verses 32 through 39. Let me read this to you. Okay. Had to compose myself there after that statement. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Okay. Okay. 
For ask now of the days that are past, which were before you since the day that God created man on the earth, and ask from one end of heaven to the other, whether such a great thing as this has ever happened or was ever heard of. Did any people ever hear of a voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire, as you have heard and still live? Or has any God ever attempted to go and take a nation for himself from the midst of another nation by trials, signs, by wonders, and by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by great deeds of terror, all of which the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes? To you it was shown that you might know that the Lord is God. There is no other besides him. Out of heaven, he lets you hear his voice, that he might discipline you. And on earth, he lets you see his great fire, and you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. And because the Lord loved your fathers and chose their offspring after them and brought you out of Egypt with his own presence by his great power, driving out before you nations greater and mightier than yourselves, to bring you in and to give you their land for an inheritance as it is this day. Know therefore today and lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. There is no other. So getting, my goodness, I'm sorry. So getting back to that question, what are we to remember? And the song, We Will Remember. It says, we will remember. And in that song, he talks about that he's our, our, our liberator. He's our provider. He's our provision. He's our protector. He's the one from whom all blessings flow. I said why I like this is there's so many truths that are put in this this song that we can stop and pause at any one of those points and ponder those eternal truths that are in that song. We will remember the works of your hands and he is not done working. The same God that was working in Israel is working in you and me today. And uh, there's this verse in Joshua. Oh, let me see. Joshua. No, I, I take that back. It's Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm sorry. I like this. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, I could read this whole chapter here, but this is what I want to say from this chapter. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do that. You may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give your fathers. And, and here's the point that I want to make besides that. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you. He goes further on and he, he, he says, and you, shall remember, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. 
And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these 40 years. So the point that I want to make there in comparing and looking at this statement is for us that every day in their journey of the wilderness, the Lord wanted them to remember the whole way. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And so we are taking the same journey. And what, what does he do? He says, well, he says, I'm testing you here to see what's in your heart. And, and he says that he might humble you. And we could, we could put a negative spin on that if we wanted to and say, the Lord's humbling you. Get down on your knees before me. No. What he is doing here, he's bringing them to a place. How many of you have been in a place when you get a hard spot, a hard situation, one of two things are going to happen. You can let that hard situation, that hard thing, drive you away from the Lord, be a wedge, or you can let that hard place, that difficult circumstance, that word, if you will, Drive you into the Lord. And so, in doing that, he gives a list here. He, re he reminds them, look, your feet didn't swell up. Look, I gave you manna. I could also say he gave them water. Just consider the, the size of that multitude. He gave them quail. Going through enemy nations, some of them more powerful and numerous than they, protected them and drove them out. So we too, day by day, remember the whole way that the Lord has led you. And I am glad he's doing the leading and not me. Let me tell you the conclusion of me. There is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is the way of death. There is no way, no way that that ends well for me if the Lord is not leading, if the Lord is not remembered, if the Lord is not the one I'm trusting in, if the Lord is not the one that I'm putting first. As I thought about that worship song, we will remember, we will remember the works of his hands. There's a line in there 
where it says, and we will stop. And I have to tell you that what came to my mind and give you praise is what it says. I thought right away of these, I said people movers and Leah laughed at me when I called them people movers at the airport. Because you see people on them and they're going woo, like that. And I said, okay, well Leah, look it up. What is it? If they're not people movers and that's what they're doing, then what are they? Okay, they're moving sidewalks. So I got it wrong. But she knew what I was saying. Moving sidewalks. But what do they do? It's the, it, was, it was the idea you're being whisked along. So, you know, when the Lord says, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, one of those passages where he said, take care to yourselves. One of them he talks about where you go in and there's gardens you didn't dig. There's wells you didn't dig. There's houses you didn't make. And it's easily overlooked that in these different situations where the Lord says, don't forget, he is calling out the pit. He is calling out the danger. We, we look at don't, I look at this and say, what, well, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Okay, I get the point. No, go back and look. What are you not supposed to do? Don't forget because of these things. Remember me. And there's another place in the same chapter where he goes on. He says, don't think that you went in the land. I got this wealth because I am me and me did it. No. You got the wealth because I gave you the power to get the wealth. You like that? Just remember underneath this, uh, this jacket, I look like the Incredible Hulk. I just want you to know that out there. I'm, 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 inco I'm incognito here, so I'm just... Uh, letting you know that um, anyway so it, but it's the idea that the, the people movers we it's that that whisk that busyness responsibilities um, goals to be accomplished you fill in the blank we we they whisk us along And this uh, busyness. And I, I want to throw out that what he says, we will stop. When the Lord helps you and brings to your attention, hey, you're leaving me out. I like that, I like that phrase. We will stop and give you praise. For great is your faithfulness. We will stop. When you're in a long-term struggle, when the answer doesn't come right away, when you hear news from the doctor that's not exactly good, what's your first response? When you hear good news, when you get a promotion, when an unexpected blessing comes your way, what's your first response? I'm not saying this to point a finger. I'm saying that Tom said something that, but I have to agree with what Tom said a while, not too long ago, he said it. 
We are prone to forget. I don't like that word prone. I want us to go on the offensive and be prone to remember. I'm tired. I don't... I am not going to make any excuse. Well, that's my default. Well, not only is it my default, it's my fault. If I choose that, it's my fault. It's not just my default, it's my fault. I don't have to take that. And I don't have to sit down there. So numerous times the Lord says, Remember the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery. And I thought, you know, in the New Testament, it says, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Tom, in one of the last messages he did, it, it quoted from Romans chapter 5, where he talks about sin reigning, death reigning. But through Jesus Christ, by the righteousness that comes through him, by the grace that is by him, we can live, we can be alive, we can rule, we can reign now in this life. It begins by remembering and trusting, being purposeful. And, and so in the remembering, it leads us to a place of action to take. And again, I like that song. We will stop and do what? And give you praise for great is thy faithfulness. That's just one example of what the remembering does. But that's a powerful one. The fact that if you were able to stop and Dan on Thanksgiving, evaluate. Dan talked about evaluating. We want to go forward. We want to press into. You're going to evaluate. In trusting the Lord, in remembering, you're evaluating and saying, Lord, I'm all in. I did this a while back, but I think it makes the point. If I'm trusting in the Lord with all my heart, and I'm not leaning into my own... Look, I'm all in. I'm not like this. I am all in. I know me. I know me all too well. The truth of the matter is, I know Him by His revelation. And what does He say? He makes me to stand upright. He, may, he rises me up. He's the one who makes me able to stand He's the one who makes me able to prosper. He's the one from whom all blessings flow. That is such a powerful statement. From the littlest, maybe the littlest, to the biggest, but it's from His hand. And just let me add this in there, the work of the Holy Spirit. In John 16, he talks about the Holy Spirit and what is he going to do? He'll convict. But that's to say, hey guys, you're taking the wrong path. You're going off course. You're in dangerous waters. 
I'm glad he's doing that. Because without the Lord, our way is dark. And the future grim. But he says, I will bring, he will bring to your remembrance what I'm teaching you, what I'm instructing you. I like that. In 1 John, he says, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Not shove you, guide you. In Psalms 32, he says, I will teach you, I will instruct you in the way that you shall go. And then a little bit bit later in that passage, in that psalm, he says, many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but they that trust in the Lord, and I'm equating that with remembering, mercy, mercy shall compass him about. And that prone to forgetting, just let me, let me throw this in here just because it does make a point. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. If somebody puts, if somebody paints something and puts a sign up there that says, what paint? What are you going to do? Are you going to touch it? You're going to trust the sign. Remember, remember his promises. Remember his words. That was the other thing. When the Lord said, remember me, but remember what I'm teaching you. Remember what I'm instructing you. Remember my commandments. So, one last point under this. Pilgrim's progress. There's a place in there where Christian and hope tangle with a giant. His name is despair. And the giant locks him up in a dungeon. And this is the counsel that the giant gives him. Take your life. End it all. It'll be better than dealing with me. The giant beats him up one side after the other, day after day after day. Christian is entertaining the idea on more than one occasion of taking his life. That's not the end of the story. There came a moment when Christian remembered he had a key in his pocket. <coughs> Stephen, what was the key that David had in, uh, that Christian had in his pocket? Do you remember? That's okay. I'm sorry. I, I just thought. Okay. The key that Christian had in his pocket was the promises. That key unlocked every door and hope and Christian escaped.
So just to finish up here, I want to <clears throat> I just wanted to give some practical how-tos first of all from the book of Proverbs. I like Proverbs because Proverbs they're like lifesavers and no pun intended, but they are. You can you take a verse or two <clears throat> and they speak to a, an area of your life, maybe a situation. But the thing that I want to say in Proverbs here is I want you to see the heart behind the words. And I want you to see, for example, here in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. It's a good place to start. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Now, I, I know that it means to lay up, to store up. But I want to go back to the point that I made earlier, and that is treasure. Seems to me it says, like in the Sermon on the Mount, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The value that I place on something is going to determine, I believe, what am I going to do with it? So if I have a treasure, I'm going to value it and I'm going to do the appropriate actions. So when we look at this here and says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, what action then is he going to take in light of the treasuring? Making your ear attentive. I'm all in. I don't want to miss out. Bending your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for understanding, for insight, if you raise your voice. No, if you raise your voice for understanding, if you call out for insight, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, the digging, the effort is not in vain. The reward far overshadows the effort and the, t and the action that is taken. So what deliberate steps am I taking if this is the value that I'm placing on it? And the Lord says, I do give wisdom. I do give understanding. And I like the fact that he follows it up by saying, I lay up sound wisdom. I like sound wisdom. That means it's not going to buckle. It's not going to fail. Which reminds me of Joshua. In his closing statements, he reminds the children of Israel, not one word of his promises failed you. Proverbs chapter 4. Verse, verse 4. He taught me and said to me, in verses 4 and 5. He taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Earlier there was a passage where it said, lay it to your heart. Lay it to your heart. Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight and do not forget. Imagine that. Out of all the things he could have said after, get wisdom, get insight. 
Wisdom, what is wisdom? Wisdom is the right application of the truth. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. So here's where I'm going with this in Proverbs chapter 4. Look at the heart here. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. Now I know this is talking about wisdom, but who is the wisdom in? There was wisdom in everything that the Lord says and does. Love her and she will guard you. Go down to verse 8. Prize her highly. And what will happen? She will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. That's pretty graphic, I think. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 3. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll go, I'll go here to verse 1 because here's what he says. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Keep them close. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So I think this next statement here speaks to that. Ladies and those who like to cook, those who have favorite recipes or want favorite recipes, when you get those recipes and you write them down, are you careful to write down the ingredients and the proportions of what you're cooking or going to make? And if you leave a step out, if you, okay, so if you leave a step out, do you think that that could have a, um, be a crucial factor in what the outcome of the product might taste like? So when you write down a recipe, you're very careful to get down everything pertinent to that recipe. Right? Yes, so in, in remembering what we are doing in essence is we're taking spiritual recipes and we're writing them down on the tablet by the Holy Spirit in our heart. And I will tell you that when we do that, the Holy Spirit likes to use that cookbook that we give him. We are giving him a resource to make that a part of who we are, to be able to do what he's called us to do. Joshua 4, 1 through 9. I'll just uh, summarize these verses here. A significant event is going to happen here they are going to cross the River Jordan. And they are instructed to, and um, two things are going to happen. The river is going to part. 
Joshua is going to be exalted in the eyes of the people that he is now the new leader. And they are instructed, not by Joshua, not by one of the elders in the land, by the Lord, to make a stone, to make an altar of remembrance. So, not only did, were they instructed to do that, Joshua did it as well and put that altar in the, in the River Jordan. An altar of remembrance. And then after that, and there are numerous times, and again in Deuteronomy, where he says this event, there's going to come a time and the children are going to ask, what are these stones all about? He also says there's going to come a time where they're going to ask, but not only are they going to ask, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell them about the reason why, I'm one, why you're remembering these statutes, why you're remembering me. So for them to be able to see, for them to be able to witness for them that the faith that their fathers had, for the faith that their forefathers had, that the faith and, and seeing the, and asking these questions, seeing the altars of remembrance, that now is the opportunity and to cultivate that for them to have their faith grow for their relationship with the Lord to be nurtured as well. In closing, these words from Psalms 37, verse 25. I've put them in my quiver of arrows. And it says, and this is David speaking here, I was young and now I'm old. I don't know, there's something not right about that statement. Okay, I was young, but now I'm old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. What is David doing? He is recollecting his journey with the Lord. Think about that, what he endured, what he went through with Saul hot on his tail, going up against David and Goliath. And he is recalling a promise, and there are many, but this is one. How many times on Sunday morning have we heard here, I will never leave you or forsake you. And the, the promise that he says here, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. I could go down the list and give you dozens of promises, but I think that first one sets the way, sets the table, if you will, for the others. I will never leave you or forsake you. So, when we sing this song, and I don't know when we're going to sing it, we will remember, we will remember. I want that to be your prayer. I want that to be your declaration. 
There are songs here, I, I don't know about you, but there's times when there's a, there's a song I'm singing and I want to stand up out of my seat. I want to raise my hands and I just want to say, yes, 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 yes. This is one of those songs for me. We will remember. I mean, people, people do all kinds of goofy things at football games from dressing up to yelling at the top of the, their lungs. But I tell you, oh, worshiping the Lord and a song like that about we will remember. We're putting you first. We're exalting you. We're building the altars of remembrance. We're going to remember every day of the journey how you had our back, what you did for us. And going through the night watches, recollecting and getting up and doing it all over again. Because I tell you what, Every step along the way till we are home with him, he is with us every step along the way to be our provider, to be our liberator, to help us to prevail against the enemy. We are, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. So I say these final words to you. Some trust in chariots, and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And give me the liberty to just finish it in the way of the song. Now know why that the Lord saves his anointed. He will hear from his holy heaven. With the saving strength of his right arm, they are brought down and fallen. But we are risen and stand upright. Amen.